This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, halflings. It's me, Jasper William Cartwright. My pronouns are he, him, and I am joined today by... Jaramy Cub. Uh, but Quinn Schulte calls me... <laughs> uh, cobblestone. Uh, hey, how has it not been used? Uh, the yeah. answer is Terry Gamble did technically give me the nickname cobblestones and broomsticks, but ah, I knew I thought I'd heard it before, mm, but nice. Quinn, Quinn is an old friend of the show. Uh, their husband, Alex, I believe was mm-hmm. on the show, uh, yep. like way back in like 2020 or 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. like long days. time ago. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I'll allow it. Quinn's the bomb. Yeah, Absolutely. Quinnisabob.com as Alex. Speaking of guests on a show, Jeremy, <gasps> we actually have a guest on this very episode. <gasps> um, we have an interview that I did with Zachary Fortescom, who is the producer of Ox Venture and also has his own show called Realms of Peril and Glory, which I was on, which was a lot <gasps> of fun. Uh, we played the 13th Age. Have you heard of the 13th Age before, Jeremy? No, actually, my knowledge ends at the 12th. So very well, okay. Well, let me educate you about the 13th one. So hmm. uh, the 13th age was actually made by two of the guys from uh, who made D and D 3.5 and four, I believe. Okay. Uh, and then they basically like took what they learned from that and then made 13th age. Um, and it's like, it's, it's really fun. Actually, it plays very similarly to D and D, but it definitely has some like fun, kind of quirks and like like rules that i'm like oh that's like really intriguing which i didn't think about it in that way mm. like they have this really fun mechanic that zach explains to me in this very episode and explains it a lot more eloquently than i am going to so make sure you stick around for that uh about how um it actively encourages you to come up with a unique trait that makes your character unique in the world um okay. as in like why are we kind of like kind of like why are we following this character what is unique right. about them which i thought was quite a fun thing actually because um yeah, you need to be the main character of the story. Like, why else would we be following you if you're not the main character of the story? So exactly, um, be spatial. We talked exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we talked about that. We talked about um, Realms of Peril and Glory. We talked about producing Ox Venture and what goes into producing a show like that. Uh, we also talked about. Uh, we did a little inside a baseball chat about uh, uh, just sort of the podcasting scene in general and how to go about like starting a show. Uh, we did, we talked about a ton of advice for people that are looking to uh, produce their own shows, like where they can start, etc. It's filled, filled with lots of really exciting uh, gems and etc so um, yeah I think maybe we should just get into it what do you think Jeremy let's cut the preamble buddy let's dive in oh my god this is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon (laughs) full prince vibe (laughs) this makes them even more black cake liches and bitches lands in the cosplay Just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. 
It is my great honor and pleasure to welcome one of the co-founders and GMs of Realms and Peril and Glory and the producer for Ox Venture, Zachary Fortescue. Welcome to Three Black Halflings. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for the having me. The crowd is going wild. Oh, of course. All of those six people Obviously. who are like, I love that guy. They are all out no. there cheering. No, 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 no. There is way more than six people in this <laughs> inside this halfling stadium, which gets ever bigger, that know your name um, and know your work. I mean, I think that there is a lot of people um, uh, that basically will have felt your work in some way, especially as yeah. the producer for Ox Venture, and we can get into that. But before we start with any of that chat, please, will you tell us your nerdy origin story? Where oh, did it all begin for a young Zachary? When did you first feel the vice-like grip? <laughs> okay, I nerds. actually, talking to you <laughs> is probably a good person. I'm a theater kid at heart. I was like a performing arts student. I was at a specialist high school in Canada for like all the little performer kids that were like, we've got to cordon them all off into one high school mm -hmm. so they don't disrupt the other students. <laughs> um, and then when I was like, well, actually, I'm not actually that good at acting. I was like, I was like, <laughs> be real with yourself, Zach. It's, it's not working out. <laughs> consider a different path in life <laughs> you know what that is phenomenal self-awareness for a young person yeah. to have. like there are there are far there are so many young people out there that really need to get that perspective yeah and life. you know what you don't be, have it you'll feel relieved once you do because then i moved <laughs> yeah. into uh studying film which i'd always been like doing i'd always been more like a um behind the scenes kind of person i love directing stuff and stage managing mm -hmm. and and doing all that sort of stuff and of course you know all through my life was like into you know your casual nerdy stuff your star wars your jurassic park your kind of general uh what's the word um genre fiction love it mm -hmm. um but really my nerddom was in in theater um and then moved into film and like comprehending film and studying film um, and then I moved into making audio dramas while I was at university. I made an audio drama called The Orphans, cool. which um, is actually a relatively successful podcast. You may mm -hmm. have heard of it if you like audio dramas. Um, and it was actually through making The Orphans that I found tabletop role playing games. It's absurd. Ah, it's so absurd. Cool. So, a friend of a dear friend of mine and a colleague on The Orphans made a role playing game set in the world of the orphans so my oh. first time playing a tabletop role-playing game was in a world i made that i wasn't in control That's of incredible isn't that, that absurd be one of the most unique yeah. introductions to a ttrpg i've ever heard it's the very absurd unique, i think yeah, that is absurd. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, then over time, I, I, I found uh, GMing and I love storytelling from the beginning. That was really what I was in love with was just telling stories and and being really collaborative. And, and I always found that when I was like writing and directing and doing these things, I always wanted to find ways of like bringing the collaborators, the performers more into the mm. characters. I wanted them to mm. feel like a mm. sense of ownership over them. And then yeah. when I finally tried GMing for the first time, I was like, oh, this is it. This is that yep. thing that I've been looking for this whole time. Um, yeah. And so I went really hard into that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so interesting because I think it's it feels very similar to my own mm. sort of experience in in that uh, a very much a you know loved theater yeah. definitely um, enjoy the I enjoy acting in theater but directing in film and TV yeah. 
you know um and i think that you're right it kind of like it's something so satisfying about gming which i think combines so many of those skills yeah. and and yeah like you said just like it kind of really being like there's nothing i literally so i was actually running a session for a game uh, i uh, used to don't do it as much anymore um hire uh, people can hire me to gm yes. and i was playing a game literally like a week ago um and uh the person had messaged me beforehand and was like hey uh just so you know uh, a couple of my uh, my players they're not like the most confident part of the reason why i booked you in oh. is because like i really wanted like them to experience like a professional gm and like hoping that it yeah. will give them more like kind of license just because I, I he's like and he was very open about it just like yeah. i don't really feel like i'm getting the best out of these players of in this course. sense i don't feel like they're having as much fun and, and do you know what I mean? and so uh and i was like hey look you know being a facilitator is like the reason i enjoy doing this yeah and yeah yeah it was wonderful because there was one point where two of these players were having a deep role play moment where they were like close to an argument and i saw the guy who'd organized the session just wide-eyed just like oh my god it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> you know and i was like yes yes i did it i did it i did it and it's it, like that that really is like you know, whenever I feel like yeah. I get my players into that pocket, yes. you know what I mean? When they're in the pocket and they're just going. They're just in the groove. Um, they're just in the groove and they're, and they're going. It is really the most satisfying part of, of GMing for me. Like, it, like when you just get to sit back and go like, oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. That is always the best. That is always one of my favorite moments where I just get to sit back for like 10 minutes and watch yeah. the best drama unfold in front of yeah. me that I've connived into existing. And I must say that you are very good at that. Uh, really, uh, <laughs> having you. We we just uh, we should sort of full disclosure. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, from the time of recording this, mm. um, we had like a very us filled week, right? Yeah, we... it was. You were at my house. <laughs> that, yep. No, sorry, we played a game for an entire day. Then yep. you were at my house to do Ox yes. Venture, and then that yes. weekend we did Carnival de Vale. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. So literally, it was like it was a it was a very very full on uh and wonderful week yeah from, and it, it was great it was great getting to uh have you with my gm was a, yeah. an absolute delight thank you um i guess like maybe like we can start to sort of pivot into uh two two of those things yeah since we, since we mentioned them um i'll let you kind of deal with choice whether you want to jump in uh or talk a little bit about adventure or, or realms first why don't we talk a bit about um oh oh difficult why don't we start by talking a bit about we're already on the GMing train. Why don't we talk about my work GMing and then we can get into yeah. the inside baseball for all those people yeah, who are like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really want to know about there your is, lunch orders on set. <laughs> there is a sh there is a shocking amount of halflings that love the inside baseball. Amazing. Like, stay tuned, halflings. Stay tuned. We're going to get there. We're going to bring you it. We're yeah. going to bring you it live. But we got to um, let the normies have their fun first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get all the regular people, like the non- <laughs> like produ producing yeah. <laughs> that isn't me zach and two other people yeah, <laughs> yeah you and um, me just for those at home there was an evening of, of one of the recent D D in the castles where wow, jasper and yeah. i closed out the bar just talking it was me, inside you and baseball. travis from dark dice yeah. just doing full producer like po like podcast yeah. producer chat. <laughs> and it was it was glorious yeah. and i could and it was so funny because i remember like going into like a fugue state yeah. and then looking around and everyone had left. Like you would talk <laughs> like, so much. Were, we were we were in a circle filled yeah. with people. They all <laughs> everyone had just left because they were like, what? Like, this is the most boring <laughs> chat about 
podcast financials and ad yeah. revenue that I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. <laughs> hey, it's important stuff. It's how your favorite shows come to you, it, people. Exactly, exactly. So we'll get to all of that <laughs> lovely, gorgeous chat later. But um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Realms yeah. of Peril and Glory then. Um, I had the absolute pleasure of getting to play uh, uh, play there. And, and it was, okay, first of all, great system. Why don't Thank you kick you. us off, talk a little bit about the system we played in. It's 13th Age. It's 13th Age. So it's, um, it can feel, I think, a little intimidating to people who come to it because it's very similar to D&D. There's a lot of similar things that you recognize, mm. but it's just that little bit different. But the reality is it's, it's super approachable. Uh, you already have a lot of the language that you need to know. It's actually made by uh, two of the designers behind D&D, uh, previous editions of D&D, 3rd edition and 4th edition, which, you know, don't hold that against them. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> they did a really great job of, like... Um, <clears throat> taking what was great about the D20 fantasy system, consolidating it down to something that, you know, you can build a character in, like... 10 minutes if you really know what you're doing and um making it so you can customize that character in really fun ways i always talk about like mechanics and games that uh, i i like games that incentivize role play and incentivize you to think about your character's backstory and the yes. uh there's two mechanics in 13th age one is the one unique thing which i i don't know if we did because it was a it was a uh such a Quick. It's a very unique setting as well. Like I feel like we had a lot of we had a lot of unique flying around. I don't yeah. know. Like, adding I, and also saying that my character had a lot of unique <laughs> issues. Yeah, so. you were you were very unique is the word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, okay. I'll, I'll talk about the setting in a bit, but the 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 mechanic is the one unique thing, which is what is the one thing about your character that makes them different to everyone else in the world, and so mm. that always makes people think about like how do I stand out? I'm not just a I'm not just a high elf wizard. yeah why are we following you why are we following this character? exactly how you know are you I mean? a protagonist like, yeah 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 this is this is exactly that it's like making your character the main character like making exactly. your person the main character of the story uh along with the you know the other party members of course because like that is what it is like yeah you absolutely are the main characters so yeah I, I, well, I what, what fun would it it would not be fun to play a role-playing game where you're not the protagonist <laughs> well, actually, well, you say this, okay. but I think some people do find, like, this is why we have farm and flight simulator, right? And like, that's train true. That, like, that is like, expl explicitly to just be like, hey, be a normal dude who has a job. <laughs> <as a game." laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, I, 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 I know that's I'm fair. I oversimplifying this for people who love those simulator games. I'm a big simulator fan, not of those ones specifically. I like, uh, you like Power City Wash Skylines. Simulator. Oh, they see now that's satisfying. That's different. Okay, Zach, get off my back about power simulator. Okay, and goat simulator. Don't even get me started on goat simulator. Great, great that's stuff. such a good game. Talk about yeah. being the protagonist. Goats are the protagonists of their own lives. Yeah, goats. Are the, oh, wow. That's title of the episode right there. Goats <laughs> protagonists of their own lives. Thank you. Um, I think that's. I think that's really, really awesome. And I think that um, it's great to. I think actually one thing I would I, I think I would say about your DM mm. sorry your GM style is that you a you're fantastic at rolling with the punches but you're really good at incentivizing though the players to like feel like to like make decisions that are like inbuilt like a part of the world like you oh yeah you reward them and you like let you kind of actively then encourage them to do it again and again and again and again um and I guess like do you is there anything for you 
um i guess this kind of falls into the realm of like any mm. advice i guess you would give for gms it, you know to try and capture a little bit of that like how do you Ooh. you know like i said about that uh that that person you know if you are a gm who maybe doesn't feel like you are the best facilitator yeah um you know uh, and how do you maybe bring a slightly shyer uh a role player which i know you did you know you struggled with with me yeah it was really a, a hard to get flower. jasper out of his shell <laughs> like um <sighs> But when you, when, you know, when you're when you're playing with demure characters yes. such as myself, you know, what what do you? Is there anything that you would recommend for a GM? I, I like to. It really depends on the person. I think listening is the number one thing. Mm. Take the time to talk to your players and ask them what they want out of the game. And I know that's just universal advice, but like. Try to really take it on board and and also just try not to say no. Like mm. as much as I as much as like you might as a GM have the instinct to be like, well, that's not the canon. That's not what happens yeah, in this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, there are times when, yeah, sometimes you need to be forceful about what is canon <laughs> just mm. to make the story cohesive. There are other times when like if if you saying yes to this would make the people at the table have more fun and keep mm -hmm. their flow going, why yeah. would you say no? Unless it truly yeah. broke everything, why yeah. would you say no? Like I had one instance with a player who came to me and said, I want to be an orc who like is doing ML an MLM of tusk polish. Um, and I have <laughs> a talking tooth familiar called Denton. And I was like, and to be honest, I actually wasn't running that game, but I was, it was it set in my world where like, and they were like, can I do this? And I was like, of course you can. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you can. And good on like the GM running that game, not shying away from that and going to it. But, yep. but I've had a lot of similar instances where those asks where someone comes in with a big swing and a big idea where like, I, if I were more nervous as GM, I might be like, well, no, maybe not. Let's, let's not mm. try that. Just, just embrace the chaos. It's fun. I think, yeah. And I, I would add, I would add on to that, and I'd say there's two alternate things is, uh, here. Is like, and one thing that I would encourage you not to do. One thing I would encourage yeah. you not to do is just always say roll for it, because I think yeah. you will, you'll put yourself in a jam, which yeah. is where um, you'll say, okay, it's DC 35, <laughs> and then they will, but they will roll an at 20. You know what it. I mean? And then, and then they will be really annoyed at you when you don't deliver. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I would say two things. I think Zach is exactly on the money by saying listening, because I think that what you should do is like, if say someone is like, I don't know, someone comes in with a big swing and says like, oh, you know how we discussed I had like rich parents in my backstory? Yes. And I'd be like, yes, of course we did. We had that discussion. <laughs> well, can it be that my father in his will left me a castle? You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. I'm not ready to give the players a castle yet. But that's a great mental note that yeah. my players really want a castle. Yes. That is something that I might say no to in inverted commas now, mm. but maybe after like the next big story arc, I can build that in. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can deliver. And it'll be it'll be so much more satisfying than your player just whipping out a deed to a castle. Yes. It then turns into like a whole story beat or a plot point or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, maybe you rid this castle of vampires or something and then the townsfolk are like, you can keep this as defenders exactly. of our town or whatever. There and are ways of saying awesome yes without derail, <laughs> to big swings without derailing everything that's happening. Exactly. And also then as well, you get then, you know, don't, don't be afraid, I think, to not punish your players because that's <laughs> bad. But like, make them realize the full extent 
of what they ask. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if they want a castle, cool, but you got to upkeep a castle now. Yeah, that's... you know what I mean. You're gonna have like gold expenses. You know, what I mean? like every week. <laughs> I'm garnishing like... your wages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, we're fully gonna like the, the the people in the town are just gonna subtract gold from any bounty that they give you. <laughs> Because it's yeah. gonna go towards your castle upkeep, and so it should. You got so... it. You gotta let people live both the the benefits and the consequences of their actions. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think that's a really, really lovely one. And um, uh, and yeah, and I think oh, the only other thing I would add is just, and I think again, it's just to just to give you more flowers, mm -hmm. Zach, is um, <laughs> creating a living, breathing world. I think is one of the best ways that you can make players feel. Yeah, like. I think there's something really enjoyable about players feel it, especially at the beginning of either a session, mm -hmm. like a one shot, uh, or the beginning of a campaign to make them feel smaller. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just so that then there's like a real journey for them to be built. Yes. Up, you know what I mean? Um, that was kind of, that was definitely how I felt like in the uh, Carnival du Vail. Oh. It was like, you know, kind of really came in being like, oh, I'm just this, you know, I don't know. I, this, this isn't spoilers for anyone. No. Uh, you can, you can go and listen to it. Um, but it would be like, you know, I kind of came in like, oh, I'm just this sort of bumbly teacher who who um, uh, who, who basically didn't have like, uh, you know, a lot to do in the university or of whatever. Course. And then and then it sort of ended up with, uh, <laughs> well, I, I won't spoil anything. Don't spoil how it ended, ends because that's ended, literally ended, the ended, ending. Yeah, <laughs> that is literally the ending. But ended up with something. Um, <laughs> uh, ended up with something. Uh, okay, cool. So I think just, maybe maybe let's talk uh, a little bit uh, about um, Realms of Peril and Glory. Mm. Like, how did you get the show started? What was the impetus for you starting the show? Well, um, and how have you found it? My uh, co-creator of Realms is a gentleman called James Barbarossa, who, um, if you listen to our Carnival de Vale episodes, um, he does a lot of NPCs in our show. So I will run the game in some instances. And he plays the NPCs, which is a really wild dual mind thing that we have to do, um, which, you know, is a chore we gave ourselves for no reason. Uh, but it's really fun. But anyways, we we founded the show together uh, during the pandemic, as many people did. They were like, you know what two white men really need to do during the pandemic? Start a podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but no, we another white boy with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but it really was a, a thing. He'd been he'd been asking me for a while. It was like we 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 done the orphans, the audio drama. It was like we got to start an RPG podcast. We got to start a tabletop podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't really know. I don't know if we have an angle on it. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that we like. I really like with our work that make sure that like if we're putting something out into the world, we're making sure that it's a unique thing that we feel like we have something to contribute to. Yeah. And we're not just like putting any old crap out there. And I, I didn't want to that that right there is the question that a lot of white boys with a podcast <laughs> need to ask themselves before they start said. Well, podcast. yeah, so you're you're doing well that you've asked yourself <laughs> that question and achieved that uh, that goal. Thank uh, you. So well done. <laughs> um. So so what what we came to in the end was we wanted we I took my a lot of references from other actual plays that were out there that I loved. Obviously, Dimension 20 has always been a huge inspiration for me. I, I adore their work and they continually up themselves in quality. I it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Do it in twenty. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. whatever. It's fine. Just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's cool. And and I and I had a lot of uh, you know smaller actual plays that I like, like Dragon Friends, that that had their own unique spin on things that like uh, took took their own way. And I kind of melded those ideas together. And I was like, okay, how how can we make something that 
feels like it's up to the quality level of these shows, but is mm. sustainable uh, to yes. do. Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. rely on us having the exact same group of people available every week to do a recording and doesn't cost me an arm and a leg to like produce and get get you know out there so what we came to was let's do runs of shorter series much in the vein of dimension 20 uh let's tackle different game systems because that's what we were really passionate about let's put Mm -hmm. a real impetus on not tackling DD first let's let's try and um tackle some unique settings and systems and ways of exploring those and let's bring in our audio drama background bring in all our amazing performers that we know through that background and let's make the show sound amazing james who's Mm -hmm. uh, the Mm co-creator is a composer he does original music for every series um and and he brings so much life and joy and great vibes um and so we kind of mixed all those together we recorded some stuff and we figured it out as we went and and eventually realms apparently peril and glory was born we started recording in 2020 we released in 2021 which is a classic thing that we do of recording things way too far in advance jasper <laughs> jasper is like the exception jasper recorded with us in september and is coming out in october most people Look come to that. us and they record with us and i'm like cool that's coming out next year at the earliest <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's i think that that there is something uh to that though like w- one of the biggest issues i think we ran into at the start through black halflings was just like turning around trying to turn mm-hmm. around episodes too quickly because we were like oh but people want to hear this <laughs> and like they do they absolutely want to do but they want to yeah. hear it good yeah you know what i mean and if we rush this and it sounds bad yeah then like we're not really serving anyone you know what i mean exactly in, in, in doing that and it goes back to consistency as well. And then this is a bit inside mm. baseball, but as a content creator, you need to be consistent with your output, right? Yes, and you need to absolutely. deliver stuff when you say you're going to deliver it. Because yeah. I was in a position uh, in an earlier project where I hit a burnout wall at episode six of an eight arc series. Mm. And like the last two episodes came out months later and I felt horrendous and i kind of swore to myself i would never find myself in that Mm. position again yeah i think as well because it's a very avoidable situation in the sense that like just delay the start until they're all ready you know what i mean like well they're all done so yeah yeah, i'm completely with you uh that that is um that that is really really key um i think the the as well the kind of thing about tackling different systems probably a little kind of bit of ahead of its time zach (laughs) uh because D&D didn't fall apart until 2022. So. Uh, I think you'll find there were a lot of different game systems before 2022. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Never heard of any before no, 2022. That's when they all came out, actually. <laughs> um, they, the OGL happened, and then everyone was like, oh, we should probably try making different yeah. systems. And then that's what happened. That's exactly the timeline, and I won't hear anything else. That's fair. Um, that's reasonable. <laughs> but no, that is something that, we, that we've that we also shifted to doing now, where uh, most of our, uh, most pretty much all of our one-shots now are in different games. Uh, game systems mm-hmm. um and a lot of our like upcoming seasons and things are in different systems except for i think if we do like sequels we probably will stick to it's the same stuff. uh same mechanics just so that characters don't suddenly feel like wildly different from the yeah. first series because they have like completely different powers or whatever um but yeah that's a lot of fun i think uh we let's let's chat a little bit of uh let's chat a little bit of inside baseball because i think that <laughs> it, it. it it feeds on a little bit in terms of like the progression of the the of realms and parallel glory mm. and then obviously into producing for adventure which is I, I think one thing that um you know i get asked a lot especially like it, in person whenever i like go to mm. events and stuff and people are always like you know how did you find the kind of transition into trying to make ttrpgs like your 
full-time job. Mm. Um, and I think that you I handed out a huge piece of advice already with the consistency is yeah. key and king. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. But, um, you know, just for you in terms of like, how did that, how did that feel for you? And then what is it like now being inside of it, kind of trying to not, I, I don't want to say like stay relevant in a bad way, but, but stay like on top of things, of make sure that you're serving the audience as best that you possibly can serve them and uh, bring new people through and all of those kinds of things. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. The one thing that I'm really, uh, hesitant about as we tell stories that span like longer seasons so like we with 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 jasper um revisited our veil setting which which is our original setting with some returning characters and one of the things i always fear as a content creator is um alienating audience members new audience members and not giving them a point at which they feel like they can come on board um yes. and know where they stand so if we do things like that where we're revisiting settings or we're um revisiting legacy characters or things that we've done before i always try and make sure that we have a an onboarding mechanism for those people because suddenly you've got audience members staring down the barrel of a hundred podcast episode feed that they have to start at episode one or they'll be desperately behind forever and each episode is two and a half hours long and you've got to commit like months of your life to get caught up on the show i think i think just being aware of the content you're producing and the amount of time you're asking of people and the way in which people listen to your content or engage with your content is super important um and yeah just be mindful of like like we're all competing for the same 24 hours people have in a day make it easy for people to say yes yes absolutely this is something that um i mean this is this is going to come out afterwards so um this is weird it's like the the first time i've recorded one of these where i know like all of the shackles are off on like some of the projects that i've been working on and like i can feel myself like unlock desperately trying to like chase the words back down my throat yes. as i say them because i've been on tender hooks for so for so long but that was one of the big uh impetuses for the for rotating heroes yes for us to try and make it a bit more accessible is to cut it down into these shorter episodes so it's yeah. now like they're all under an hour nice um and when we can we try to get them to like 30 minutes or 40 minutes nice and it's not even though we know it's still the same amount of content technically yeah i just think there is something so different in terms of like how digestible it feels yeah the, like it, ju- it kind of feels like it's an appropriate amount of time and then we're going to take the pressure off you because we're going to say, hey, you can stop listening now. Yes. It's cool. You can go and do something else. And then we're going to give you a recap at the beginning of the next yeah. one. You know always I mean? start an episode with like, a recap. What are you talking? Always, like, always. always. If you're if you're yeah. trying to make an actual play show, don't expect always. the audience to remember the previous <laughs> remember twenty hours of content you've produced. No way, can't do it. But that's kind of what I mean, right? Is that you? It's like you need to be able to. So with with us cutting down these yeah. episodes, it was like there's not going to be there's not there's no recap halfway through an episode. So one of the things that is really inaccessible, I I find personally, is that like you know, I'll be listening to like a, say it's like a two and a half hour long episode. Yeah. 
and I stop after an hour because Oof. I don't know, I've got stuff to do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I then jump back in and I spend the first 10 minutes going, huh? what happened? Where was it? Where, uh, where? What? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, do you know what I mean, so yeah. that was kind of like part of our reasoning and rationale for cutting down those episodes was like, hopefully this should make it a bit easier for people to follow. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing is, is that we haven't actually technically done that <laughs> as of the time of the recording. So I have no but idea. When you do it, it'll be amazing. Whether people like it or not. Like, <laughs> I could, do you know what I mean? By the time this comes out, I might have scrapped that entirely because everyone's like, Jasper, we hate this. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, this is like played at like some like top 10 worst decisions in tabletop role playing. <laughs> <laughs> and five of those decisions are from me. Yeah. <laughs> that time Zach did that wow. thing on Oxventure. Wow, the... The, the the articles written by Zachary Paul yeah. is gone. That's um He's really okay, catalogued my downfall. <laughs> wow, he's really he's just uh okay, this is, this is the fall of Jasper, I guess. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm the it, new Lynn Cadega and I'm much meaner. <laughs> and you're just coming after me, no yeah. <laughs> And it's for just like really like it's just like he just makes bad business decisions. Yeah. Like no one was hurt, he wasn't problematic or rude. Yeah. He just makes he just makes suboptimal business decisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you can see how uh, you know at a bar we just keep going and yeah, going, this, and this, going. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We just keep going down the rabbit hole and add Travis in there. Yeah, oh my uh, god! And it yeah. All, yeah, the wheels just fully come <laughs> off. Um, so then, how did? So then, you know, with all of this kind of, uh, I guess this was in what you released, Realms of Parallel and Glory, twenty one. Uh, the first season was twenty one. Yeah. How does that then transition into? Uh, you being uh, the uh, the producer of this little, <laughs> tiny, insignificant show called Oxventure. Yeah, the uh, somehow this this like nobody gets promoted to running the, the frankly one of the most well known tabletop shows in the country in the UK. Um, probably say the most. Yeah, I was just I I probably. could say I would say that, but I sure <laughs> you didn't want to say. I didn't it, want but to say it. For you. <laughs> I'll say it for you. I think it is. I think just based on it is. Um. Uh. Yeah. Just. But I think even just based on the you know like the reach that you guys have, but also just like the kind of I think it's very uh synonymous with yes. like. UK TTRPG scene it is like of course you know uh I mean to be honest it's like Johnny Oxventure and then like Mark Humes and Hyrule exactly and then, the, like, the, those are the two you fall down the la like you fall down the ladder quite some way past <laughs> I don't think many people and you get to three black halflings yeah I was you gonna say I mean? it's not it's that like, many people like I, I yeah yeah I don't think there's many people in between us but there's just like a big gap on the ladder you know what I yeah mean? <laughs> yeah well that's always the way with actual play though isn't it yeah. uh, no it really was as simple as I had been working on uh, Realms for, I think, just... No, it would have been a year at that point. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been doing actual play for about a year professionally in, ter in terms of I was trying to do it in a professional capacity for, for that amount of time. I saw the job posting. Um, I applied. Um, and what really assisted me in that is I, I previously been working in television. So I had a lot of experience in like cool. what it takes to put together a production of that scale and, and do that sort of thing. So, th so that gave me a real edge in terms of how I prepare things, but really also just when I got into the room with them and, you know, the, uh, the room with them is the room with like Andy Jane and Mike, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah that's yeah. the, it's those are the people you're in the room, room. With, <laughs> you know, and I just pitched my ass off. I just yeah. kind of was like, I I know 
I had a clear vision of what I felt Ox Venture could be because um, part of my coming on board was um, expanding the brand and making it more consistent because up to that point, um, I think there'd been quite a significant break between seasons of Ox Venture just because, and, you know, if we're talking inside baseball, Jane, Mike, Andy, Ellen, uh, Luke, and all the rest of the team is we total eight people, nine people. It's mm. it's very few. It's it's yeah. extraordinarily few people uh, who work on all of outside Xboxes, outside Extra, and Ox Ventures offerings. Um, and I'm the only person solely dedicated to Ox Venture. Um, mm. So um, we we're all, all working incredibly hard all the time to get the uh, the content out there. And I was kind of like pitching. I was like, this this needs to live on its own channel. We need to like mm. make it accessible to as many people as possible, so that when you Google Ox Venture, you're never confused about where it's meant to go. I had a lot of different mm. uh, ideas about how we could like reach out to, to the tabletop community. One of which was the, you were the first guest I got on. I know. You were I my genuinely first guest. Feel... You were my number one. You were... that's honestly ridiculous like that's like i don't know what came over you uh worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Because you then made a subsequent decision to do to have me on again, yeah. which is just—I mean, truly, uh, what a just, what a crazy decision. What a, we well, everyone loves you as well. Like we all really like you as a person. We think you're really cool. But also, like you, you made a significant name for yourself in in tabletop. You were a no brainer. Three Black Halflings is iconic. It's 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 to the people in the tabletop community. I mean, just to take the like interpersonal I think you're good out of it. Like you've created a brand that is is a tabletop juggernaut um and and a known entity, right? As a business from a business decision, I think it's a no-brainer to be collaborating with you. One of the things that mm. one of my goals uh, coming into Ox Venture was to find ways of collaborating with even more tabletop creators. We want to reach out to as yep. many people as we can and 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 
that was one of my like my opening salvo <laughs> yeah no, that's amazing uh, i think it, was, it made it makes a lot of sense and honestly having met you as well i think you're like such a perfect fit for that team thank you um because you know i've got the chance to i'm sort of slowly like working my way around to playing with everyone yes i think i'm trying to think if i've missed anyone uh i don't think i've played with jane jane yeah uh yeah uh, yeah that might be it i think actually i haven't played with jane yet uh but otherwise i've i've played with everyone else yes uh, i think that's I think. true um, yeah because i don't think yeah because luke and ellen weren't there the first time and then johnny and no uh, you did play with luke you played with luke johnny mike and oh that was it, it was it was luke and johnny mike that was there that first then day. you got ellen and, then, and andy and then ellen and andy in the, in the and last you one, just have jane left jane. yeah i need to i need to yeah okay cool perfect i'll um I'll come on Ox Venture and like I'll GM a one shot for just Jane. Amazing. That's, okay. that's my pinch. <laughs> it's like the Stephen it's, Colbert one shot, but yeah, it's yeah, you yeah. and Jane. And we'll be on like a just an obscenely small table <laughs> as that. Um yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh true insider baseball. Uh I absolutely definitely can't say this in public, but I have a very fun story about that Stephen Colbert. You tell shot. me off air. I'll I'll tell you off air. And <laughs> and for any of the halflings, this is the way that I always like to operate with these inside secrets. So it's not like a terrible and terribly annoying thing. It's just like, hey, if you meet me in person and you <laughs> uh and we like have like 15 minutes to just kick it, I'll tell you this story if you bring it up. <laughs> I'll t absolutely tell you this story. I just can't say this on into a microphone. The call be... has been put out. You're going to be on a panel in like a year's time, <laughs> and someone's going to call like, you hey, out. I'm like, hey, this doesn't count as having like I need to not have a microphone in front of me at any point when I'm telling that story. So, uh, absolutely, I am willing to tell it, but not uh, not in public. Amazing. Um, but yeah, but I yeah. think it's uh, it, it makes a ton of sense uh, to have you, and I guess. Maybe like what does a what is a, a day in the life of, of oh, the producer adventure? Because <laughs> I do think this is interesting purely because I do think it's a very unique role, yeah. which I think is probably going to become more and more prevalent, right? Yes. Because I think that this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is like, you know, people that do our job, which is kind of producing in the content space. Yes. It's so crazy to me yeah. to think that I could talk to 20 50 mm -hmm. 100 other producers of content creation mm -hmm. and we would have virtually nothing yeah. the same in our day-to-day -day yeah, lives you're absolutely because, right like the the generation of content is so unique to a channel or to a yes. podcast or to a tiktok or to whatever it is you know what i mean that it's like the day-to-day -day and the general kind of work is completely different you know like yeah. talking to travis about producing dark dice was mind-blowing to me oh like, yeah it's a completely different work you put so much work into that show it's, oh it's... i it's i i, I i'm gonna say this right now and this is a true test of travis tells me that he listens to doctor uh, to three black halflings but i know that he doesn't because he's way too busy um <laughs> but this is a true test to see if he has i hate being friends with travis do you want to know why tell me because i thought I worked hard. <laughs> and oh then my I God. met Travis. I know. And he's like, he's up till like five in the morning yeah. editing those episodes. And I'm like, no. Man. I knew Travis from back in the day with audio drama. Like, we worked together like Whoa, very early on in my content yeah. creation career. And it has not changed. He is one of the <laughs> like most genuine and kind people, but also like, yeah. Works so hard. Yeah, full workaholic. And like, like Caitlin and him are just this perfect symbiosis of brains. It's like, so funny. I remember uh, uh, D and D the castle. Like they were both like not feeling well by the end, and I was yeah. like, 
Guys, you have not stopped. Like, I've seen you this weekend. When you have not been yeah. in that room DMing, you've been in the DM yes. lounge furiously, like, scrolling out notes yes. and make it, you know what I mean? And just, like, and you could see, like, veins bulging on the head as they're working stuff out. And I'm like, you guys are working. <laughs> like, it's wild. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. I, uh, 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 all of that to, just to say that I think that, uh, uh, Travis puts puts me in my place and makes me feel a lot of shame. So yes, what is a day in the life of right. uh, of you? So a lot of a lot of what I do is colored by the fact that we are a part of a very big company called Readpop. Mm. So yes. um, let's let's take that with a grain of salt. I'm an employee of a very large multinational corporation in my day job. So um, I have to deal with all sorts of things like holiday requests or expense reports or invoices all the fun stuff really all, that's that's what i would class as the fun stuff yeah all yeah. the fun <laughs> stuff all the fun stuff you know health insurance etc cetera, etc cetera. that's yeah. all a part of my day to day but then everything else in the production of Oxventure, my day can look anything from like a merch meeting in the afternoon to i'm taking an Uber over to the studio where we shoot to get set up because we have a shoot the next day. Mm -hmm. um, I could be going down to our office in Brighton uh, because I need to ship off some products to a warehouse. I could be having a meeting to discuss uh, what our next campaign is looking like. I would might be doing graphics for the visual elements. I might be cutting a trailer. I might be mastering audio. I could be cutting the Oxventure podcast. Um, my my job is everything and anything Oxventure. So I'm everything from a post-production coordinator to a uh you know a runner to some extent where I'm grabbing food. I'm I have to know about cinematography and lenses and cameras because I'm buying lights that we're going to use in this season or I need to buy some props that we're going to decorate the table with or I'm buying Jasper's <laughs> costume uh for when he appears. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean like yep. if Oxventure does something. I am there. And it could be like what we go out to events, right? So like mm. uh, we went out to, we go out to every MCM that's in London, Birmingham. We do shows. I'm the person like saying, okay, who's going to be where, when I'll go get you your badge for the day and I'll make sure that they can get to their dressing room in time. I often coordinate with the MCM staff to make sure that we can get to the stage at the right time. Mm. Um, I, you know, security, make sure security is available and up to date on everything. So, you know, my job is, is everything. <laughs> That's yeah. That sounds, uh, that sounds similar in the sense that my job is also everything, yes. uh, but very, very different in the sense that I definitely don't work, uh, somewhere like Oxventure. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think as well, you touched on something really interesting there is like, well, like conventions oh, God, is, yeah. Like I'm doing conventions this year. Like I've been kind of really generally putting off doing conventions and whatever. And then like suddenly I look down at my calendar and I have five of yeah. the rest of the rest of this year alone. I'm doing five. Um, and I've already done a couple this year and it was like, but I think they're so, they're so different when you go into it as, yeah. a, as like a creator, as opposed to just someone who's like there to enjoy the day. Yes. I must admit, I think I actually do enjoy conventions more like <laughs> for that reason. Like it, 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 I think when I, when I go to conventions, I'm not, um, 
I'm not the kind of extroverted where like I just love being in crowds. Yeah, no. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like I'm I definitely don't enjoy that. And I think when you go as a creator, there's always like a place to be and yes. there's less pressure for me to like see everything and touch everything and do everything. Yeah. I always feel like I can enjoy the convention more as a creator because I'm not like, oh, I've paid money so I have to get my money's worth yeah. and I have to run around and see everything and do everything and say hello to everyone and whatever. It's just like, no, 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 I'm cool. I'm here doing my thing and this is the reason that I'm there. So um, that's nice. But I also also don't have to look after a bunch of people you know when they uh yeah you know, i mean like got a panel coming up or whatever which i should imagine is a bit more stressful for you it, it is i mean look all of the ox folks have been doing this for like five to ten years they are very well known in their field and much mm. beloved by many people and that does mean if they show up at an event like mcm they can't really go down on the show floor especially not together um, you know, sure, it, sure, it, sure. It, it you can... might get away with like sneaking around, uh, you know, uh, no one, no one there is like Dwayne Johnson in the sense that like they will stick out if they, but like, yeah, you're absolutely right. If they're together, it's like, oh, game over. People are going to notice them for sure. Exactly. And so, you know, it, it becomes a coordination thing of like, okay, how do we get people in and out and make sure everyone's safe and happy and having a good time. And, and, um, yeah, that, that's a part of my job as well. <laughs> yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Uh, yeah, I might, I might need you to to help me with that. After, um, <laughs> okay. After after this October or September or whatever it is, uh, I'm intrigued to see what it's gonna uh, gonna be like after I've like, you know, I, I'm on D20 and I'm doing rotating here. Oh my god, we can say you're on D20 like... now. Yeah, yeah. I've been well, holding my fucking tongue since April. You, I, you didn't even tell me it was D20, and I was like, it's motherfucking D20, I know it, he's like, I'm going to LA to do something, and I was like, motherfuckers <laughs> on D20. I think I told you that, that was at the, that was at the castle, I yeah, think. Yeah, but I you didn't tell me, but you I didn't. didn't tell you, no, no, I, I was a good boy, I was a very good boy, I didn't tell you. Was you. I... <laughs> Sam, I know you're, I know you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Sam Reich, I know you're yeah. listening, Jasper was a very good boy. I was um, a very good boy. But no, you, you just, we just shared a meaningful look with each other, as you said that, and I was like, what? D20? But like, I think, because this was a funny, this is a really interesting thing, and I think it is kind of like worth, uh, uh, worth talking about, yeah. because being and having uh, having a presence within this space, um, you know, whether you're or like, you know, you're attached to the biggest, you know, UK scene. Yeah. I think in many ways, I'm jealous in the sense I think you have like the best of both worlds. Yeah. Which is where it's like people don't necessarily know that like you get all of the like same like freedoms of that, like, and, and like the joy of like, oh, okay, I, you know, I need to like, I can separate myself, I have yeah. space to be at, all this kind of stuff that you get with being a part of Box Venture, but you can also just go out and enjoy the convention. It's true. You know I have I mean? the anonymity to some extent. Yeah. Although the people have started like, like people recognize me a little bit occasionally, like especially. If I I'm will say this: you are not the most inconspicuous person I've ever met in my entire life. Like you are uh, for those at home, a tall guy. I'm <laughs> six foot five. And you're I, a big, you're a big guy. Like, I had pretty, someone. You know. I, I had the most amazing experience at UK Games Expo because someone <laughs> recognized me from Realms of Peril and Glory from my voice. 
Just Whoa. like me, you have talking. a very distinctive voice. I you know. Have a very distinctive voice. Well, especially yeah. in the UK, where it's like I'm, I'm like one of two Canadians I know. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, and it was that was a ma magical experience, and someone was like, yeah. "Oh, I, I really love Vale," and blah blah blah. I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." <laughs> I, well, the uh, the first time I ever got recognized. Now, bear in mind, I've been an actor for coming on what is it now like seven or eight years mm -hmm. um like as in since like i left drama school obviously i was acting like long before drama school and everything but like professionally A properly professional. you know um never once been recognized in my whole mm -hmm. entire life uh the first time i ever got recognized <laughs> this is like, such a stupid story <laughs> um i was in line uh at the nad pod live show in manchester <sighs> And bear in mind as well, I was gonna, I was going on stage that night. Yeah. Like they they'd invited me to be on stage, um, and I was just and I literally I was there with my wife. We got in the we saw the queue just getting really long, and I was like, yeah. I can't bother to like wait in some long queue. Uh, so like let's just jump in now, even though we had food with us. And so I'm there tucking into a chicken legend <laughs> sandwich, and I mean like going to town on this thing because I was hungry, and I was like, I want to make sure I've eaten this before I have to go on stage. Da da da, and then. <laughs> Three people in the queue next to us just kind of like did triple takes and was huh? like, wait, are you just William Cartwright? And uh -huh. I had a mouthful of chicken and my wife had to say, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> because I took so long to try and swallow the mouthful of food. And I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh my God. That's, you're going to remember so that for the rest of your it. life. Yeah, yeah. I was just so unprepared for it because it's just not something that I've ever been conscious of before mm. like, at all. Um, and then I messaged Jake and he was like, what are you doing in the queue? You're in the show. Yeah, the I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's when right. I've heard you tell right. that story in the past. I've always thought like, why wasn't he backstage? Why was he, why was he not backstage? Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was very fun. And then, but it was because it's interesting because we've got tickets to go see the D20. We have. Show. Um, and you're coming down uh, to London as well. I'm coming down. I'm doing London and Manchester. Yes. All, all of the are you in the fancy, room. fancy lad seats? I don't know. I don't know because um, we've got, we bought, we, before anyone asked me for nepotism, we bought tickets, but then my uh, friend, a friend of mine, his name is Brian Murphy, did manage to also get me a ticket um, so I could bring some more of my friends because I wanted to bring some more of my friends. I don't know where those tickets are, so I don't actually know whether we're in the fancy dance seats or not. Um, okay. But like, I did think about it. I was like, I'm going to be on the, subsequent like the most recent show of them the one that's currently on like yeah yeah uh, season and it's like that it's gonna be people strange. will recognize you people might recognize me yeah. i don't know if i'm ready for that zach i don't know if I well you'll just have to find some really good sunglasses and just like and a nice baseball cap <laughs> the thing is i did is those i did i did think are going to uh, be the mm. single like a collection of a bunch of people that we know yeah. like yeah. all in one room at the same yeah. time so what you just have to do is find a group of people that you know at any one point and just yeah be in that easy. group yeah yeah and it'll be very easy to do that i think i did i did really like i was like there's a part of me that really wants to lean hard into the joke <laughs> and hire a limousine for the night turn up and then uh, i was joking around that i'd have uh, uh jess jewel and paul foxcroft in suits with earpieces and sunglasses oh my god just like stiff arming people next to me oh. <laughs> like like but just purely because of like it, it it's just 
the idea that I would think I was so important enough to like need my own security. I think we should film that. I think we should film that. I think we should, and then immediately take it off and not actually do that. Like that would be, you know what I mean? We should like shouldn't obviously do that earnestly because it's dumb no. I think we should film it as a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Good, do good, you good, release good. on the three? <laughs> where like where you think people are gonna pounce on you and they don't. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everyone's just like, who is this guy? Uh, yeah. Who is this? Who is this guy? Um, I will have had a kid by then, so maybe I'll. Look oh shit! Yeah, you will. Tired. I'll look very tired and haggard. And thank you very much. Um, but anyway, we've been talking about me for far too long, Zach. We have to talk about you again, unfortunately. The, well, uh, yeah. the, we have to we have to pivot back uh, to ruin all of your any slight remaining anonymity. We want to get rid of it no, completely. Shed it. Um, people will uh, people will recognize you on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think producing Oxventure, and I think one thing that I'm very much fascinated by is like you know what is how do we negotiate this TTRPG space because it's a very very different. Mm-hmm world to tv and film and to um you know uh i don't know even even like typical podcasts like because you guys obviously uh i I assume your bread and butter is youtube but i could be wrong it could be uh no it's podcast yeah it's just oh sorry Oxventure. Yes. Mm. Yes. Cut Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, no, because I could, it, I don't know, you could, it could no, be No, very much bread and butter is, is YouTube, yes. YouTube, yeah. I'm interested, how do you feel as a producer generating, not just generating ideas or whatever, but like generating the kind of like a strategy when there really isn't a blueprint? You know, like <laughs> most other mediums, there is some... You know, yeah. you can kind of see there's like, oh, yeah, there's like that, 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 that. It's kind of like, kind of like th- the way I imagine it uh, within TTRPGs for anyone who's like n- n- not doing any of this. It's, <laughs> it's, kind, it's very similar to, uh, do you remember Chikeshi's Castle? Chikeshi's Castle, am I saying that right? I don't. Uh, it's like an old uh, uh, game show okay. uh, where like people would compete uh, to like in various tasks. There's this one uh, very like iconic uh, challenge that where they had to run across these stones in this like lake or this like, river, <laughs> but some of the stones were just fake stones, and yeah. they just you just fall in. You know what I mean? And like that's kind of how it feels for me when yeah. it's like there's a ju- there's just a path of stones in front of you, but some of them just straight up don't work. <laughs> They're not real. Yeah, <laughs> and you will end up in the water and have to pull yourself back out. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um. So I'm I'm only about a year into the job with with Ox Venture. So um I think one of my uh, you know a lot of my things have been uh guided by what has worked for Ox Venture in the past and what hasn't worked for Ox Venture the brand in the past and also me sticking my foot in things and saying no uh, we got to do it like this uh, like like my you, one of my Zach? first never never no. one of my no. first initial pitches was like you've got we've got to get this on its own channel and that by any metric is uh like if you look at it is like what a stupid choice you're going to you're going to take this successful thing off of these YouTube channels with like one with nearly million million subscribers, one with two and a half million, nearly three million subscribers and put it on a brand new channel. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Mm. And the truth is that like, I felt very strongly that uh, Oxventure had saturated the, um, saturated the number of people who were watching OX content 
Mm-hmm. and wanted to also see tabletop content. We had the right. 100% or as close as number of people on those channels who wanted tabletop content. Right. And for us to be able to grow OxVenture into the future, if I'm looking to the next five years of OxVenture, mm-hmm. we need to be able for people to put in the word OxVenture and find a channel and see all the different videos all laid out in a very cohesive way. There's no other content distracting you from it. It's just tabletop content that you're mm. after as an audience member. Um, that that was my kind of opening salvo of like, this is the one thing if we do nothing else that we need to do is make this more discoverable to a general audience member. And And yep. we always try to think with discoverability in mind there's certainly been like missteps or been like well maybe we could have done that better and and that's borne out in views or various different metrics where we're like well we can put our foot better in future by doing this a different way etc etc um but really it just comes down to uh telling a great story um and getting people excited for it that's what it's come down to for us is like how do you how do you tell the best story that you can uh, in an efficient way that we can we can do in a sustainable way with the OX, OX team who are extraordinarily busy. Um, yep. And how do we get that out to people in a way that they understand is exciting um, and that they will want to tune in? How do we pull them from episode to episode? Is Are we doing enough to like get them excited for the next episode in this series? Um, yeah, th- those are some of the conversations that we're having. Um, but again, that that's it's easier done when you're you're starting with a pre-existing audience of thousands. That kind of helps oh, amplify yeah, yeah, your yeah, reach yeah, yeah. a bit. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but I do think that that does hold true even in the smaller scale. It just takes more time to be effective. Is just like, and it's what we do on realms. Is like, how do we tell the best story that we can with a great cast of people who people are excited to see in those roles? Um, and how do we tell people about it? How do we get the word out that this thing exists? Some some of that's in marketing on social media. Some of that's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, talking to other podcasters and getting them to do ad- advertisement swaps with us, guesting on other channels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's those, Absolutely. you know, and I hate to say the word tried and true because nothing is tried and true <laughs> in actual play, but it's yeah. those more reliable things. I I... I don't, uh, I, I also have a steadfast rule of like, do not pay for advertising at all True. as an True. actual play, period, yeah, full yeah, stop, because yeah, it's not yeah, worth yeah. it. It doesn't generate any kind of return for you. You're throwing your money mm-hmm. at TikTok, you're throwing your money at Facebook, you're throwing your money yeah. at Twitter, and you're going to get nothing out of it. Put that money yeah, back into making good content. Um, yes. Yeah, you, your growth has to be organic. Otherwise, it it mm. it won't catch. It's not sustainable. Yeah, or just you know use that money to pay and get bigger guests. You know what I mean? Pay yeah. bigger guests to come on your show. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's a that would be a much more effective. Um, Zach, this has been such a delightful conversation. I feel like again we could talk inside baseball. Oh yeah, all day, forever, every day. Um, but before you go, uh, we need to ask you one question, which is we need to ask you for a tale from the table. So this is just a little short, um, like little thing about something that is like memorable, something that happened in a game that you just like either brings you joy or makes you happy, makes you sad, whatever it is, uh, just something memorable for you. Can I, okay, how blue am I allowed to get? 
Oh, you can go blue. It's fine. Okay. Especially with the, especially the warning. We don't normally give people warnings. So here's go blue. here's a warning. This is my first ever time GMing. Whoa. <laughs> and I learned a lot about what not to do at the table and where yes maybe has its boundaries. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know if I should. T- I'll tell the story and then you can tell me to do another one. I have a a wonderful group of friends who really enjoy telling raunchy humor. And we really enjoy that. It's a very queer uh, group of people. So, you know, there's a threshold of like how blue things can get there. Mm. Um, And I decided, I was like, I'm going to run a game for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, One of the players did a, and we all thought it was in good jest, good fun, played one of the other players at the table. (laughs) interesting oh no and that and that you know was funny for like a bit and it kind of got less funny as time went on and we all kind of learned like maybe shouldn't have done this and uh and then uh the ultimate battle with the lich ended in um using a potion as a form of lubricant for doing you know god knows what with yeah i learned a lot about what yes. not to do at the table as, in that moment. As our as our former halfling would say, teachable moments. It's really these, teachable these moments. Teachable moments. You know, moments. say yes to players when it's reasonable, but also absolutely say no. Absolutely say no. And I think that, no sometimes. you know, yeah. first, uh, first outing really taught me how to say no. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, an incredible lesson and an important lesson. Thank you uh, very much for that, Zach. Uh, please, uh, before you go, I know we've obviously talked a lot about yeah. them, uh, your projects and things, but please tell everyone where they can find those things and can continue to follow you and all of your awesome work. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for for listening to me, all you lovely halflings. Um, you can, if you enjoy my voice and my stuff that I had to say, uh, you can find me on Realms of Peril and Glory, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we do short actual play series and lots of different systems. We've played everything from Thirsty Sword Lesbians to Cyborg, uh, 13th Age with Jasper. Just come out Ooh. as our Carnival de Vale series. It's kind of a spooky yeah. Halloween carnival series um, where, you know, it's fantasy and it's fun. Uh, and and you'll, you'll, you'll just enjoy because Jasper's there, really. Uh, if if nothing <laughs> and else, you, and you, uh, and you can you can find us of course by searching Realms of Peril and Glory wherever you listen to podcasts, but also you can go to our website, which is realmspod.com. There we have like a whole uh, IMDb style thing where you can see which players are in which games, see what guests are about. So if you like one person in particular, you can click on them and be like, what are they in? And, and it lists everything. So that's awesome. Go check that out because it's a lot of fun. Um, you can also, of course, find Oxventure. Uh, they are on YouTube and on the podcast feed. Uh, I I am not in Oxventure, um, but they do some amazing work. They are some of the funniest people working in actual play right now. Um, and they, they have done an amazing D&D campaign that has sprawled six years now uh, with some really memorable moments and some wonderful characters. And we've just recently... Uh, wrapped our new Oxventure Presents Deadland series, which is a weird Woo! West story. You'll have heard about it because Andy has been on the show. Uh, Ellen yeah, yeah. is either has just been or is going or to be, going to be yep. on the show, <laughs> the show at some point. Yep. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Just, just consider yeah. giving it consider giving it a watch. You could even just tune in for Jasper's two episodes as a taster because they're pretty standalone. Um, 
as a taster, try those out. And then if you like them, go check out the beginning definitely of the series. Go, Cause that's all you go need. Check out the whole thing. Definitely go check out the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you want to do that, that would be amazing. And thank you so much uh, for having me, Jasper. And thank you so much to the rest of the halflings for being lovely people. And thank you to you, the listener for, for listening to me. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, Zach. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Three Black Halflings. If you want to follow me, you can do at um, Jasper, uh, JW, sorry, underscore Cartwright. Mm-hmm. You can follow the show at 3BH, uh, Three Black Halflings. Jeez, wow, <laughs> I, my plugs are terrible today. Uh, and of course, don't forget to check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings, which is how we fund the show. Uh, we would love to see you over there. But until then, we will talk to you next week. So long, shy of folks. That was a HeadGum Podcast.